Welcome to Giant Size Man Things. This is Steve Garnett. I'm Aaron Kelly. And I'm Jimmy Jimmy Jimmy. This is the only show on the planet that actually has us on it. <laughs> Let me so, ask you guys yeah. something that's, that has been on my mind. If you guys could have any superpower, just, just one though. One well, I, I already know mine. I would, I would want to be a shapeshifter. Shapeshifter. Ooh, good one. Imagine how much crap yeah. you could get away with. True. I would not be a hero. Like if I was in a situation where somebody needed saved and I could do something about it, I would probably do it. But mostly, I would be stealing. I'd be like an anti-hero kind of. Well, yeah. I mean, I'd be stealing so much shit. I, I would never get busted. I think teleportation would be an awesome power. That would be good. But they might yeah. zero in on me and then try to yeah. bu- figure out a way to stop me. But like they in, never could even know who I was. Like in that movie Jumper and what you're saying about, you know, it's like, a, you know, that guy, that guy, all of a sudden he's got superpowers. And the next thing you know, he's living in this big mansion and has secret rooms that he teleports in and out of and steals stuff out of bank vaults. And nobody knows how the hell he does it. You know, I don't think if I don't, it doesn't matter what superpower you get. I don't think anybody's going to be a superhero. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I feel like if I was going to be a superhero with the power that I got, that something, t- something would have had to have happened to me when I was a kid. Like my parents get killed in an alleyway by a, like a robber, or like maybe like uh, my uncle gets killed by a guy who I could have stopped earlier on, but I didn't, and so now my uncle's dead because of it. Like something like that would have had to have happened to me. Explodes. That didn't. Yeah, my planet explodes. That, none of that <laughs> stuff happened to me. I just had some crappy normal childhood. And so, I would just be a thief. I would be a robber. I would. I would be a criminal. What, you? what was yours? Did you say teleportation? Okay. To, I guess to pick one that hasn't been done. Which just because you hate driving. I think we all kind of have the the same outlook. Mine would be uh, invisibility. So ours is all at least not being able to be seen. Dude, we're gonna be like the best criminal squad. <laughs> we're gonna be a super villain group. None of us picked like you know super strength or this or that. We all picked stuff that involved like seeing us. Like you know, yeah, so. I think shape shifting would be awesome because then imagine like I could get any attractive woman that I wanted to because I could shape shift into an actually attractive man. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> There's a lot of benefits, and not just a, a generic attractive attractive man. You could you could shape shift into like any attractive, like any any man that women are like, man, he's hot. And if you've ever yeah. all of a sudden just, there, he, there he is, just don't shape shift. Always sign their autographs. Just don't shape shift into me because it won't get you any ladies. So, but uh, no, yeah, I, so, I wasn't not going to do that. I was not going to do that. Plus, it would feel weird, dude, because then when I peed, I would have to see you. You know, the thing about... Dick. Well, the if thing you're a shapeshifter, you can change that. The thing about stealing with invisibility <laughs> is that, you know, you would see whatever I'm holding, like, just floating. Right? Or, uh... Wait a minute, dude. Wait a minute, dude. If you went the, the invisible woman direction with that, you know, not necessarily so... Unless I had like a cloak or something that I could put over the item, or maybe like, if you touch it, it goes what invisible. What if you stole an you? item and put it in your pants? Like you know, I put it in my pants pocket. Like you know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how those laws work. I guess you're gonna have to go invisible and find out. Steve, when we get superpowers, remind me not to take anything that he has stolen. Yeah. Like without wiping it down first, because he's gonna put it in his pants. I know. He well, is. you know, I, no. I really, no, I would probably steal things that couldn't fit, like in my pants pocket. You know, like I wouldn't steal like a candy bar. I would shoot for higher than that. You, know? <laughs> <laughs> you have superpowers, and you're out stealing candy bars. That would be funny. Um, I think that. Uh, mm, see, if I had the powers and I could be a shapeshifter, then I don't know if anything beats that. 
Unless someone just figured you out. How? You never know. Maybe someone follows you and you're not... And you, sh- sh- you know, yeah, but you don't understand. If I could be a shapeshifter, I would never be in this form ever again. Yeah. Nobody would know who I was. Nobody would know who Steve, I ever was. Steve, Steve would just be gone. I would leave Johnson City because it'd be you know I don't want anybody to find me. I would still just think I went missing. I, I would stay here. <laughs> I'd be somewhere else shapeshifting, doing crazy stuff. It'd be awesome. Like I would even start a service to where like guys like I would get naked and let men take a picture of me to send to their girlfriends where I'm shapeshifted into them, but with a bigger penis. <laughs> so then when they send it to the, to the then when they send it on the text the girl will be like wow but then you know obviously when she sees what he's really got it's too late it's a story so you're like a human photoshop yeah <laughs> except for it won't be photoshopped they'll be like, experts will be like it definitely wasn't photoshopped this is very interesting look at ca- it's casting a shadow <laughs> so yeah shapeshifter Rob Banks Run that weird wang pick service. <laughs> Get all the ladies I want. But there's a chance, even in robbing a bank, because you'll still be having whatever you... you but that's the thing, I won't actually shit. have to rob the bank. Like, in a way. Like, I can just shapeshift into the guy that is in there with the money. I'll shapeshift into the guy that is riding the tr- driving the armored truck. So, you're well, you're still technically robbing the bank. Yeah, I know, but they're going to think it was that guy. They'll never know it was me. All right, see, so okay, all right, so I'm curious about this. If you guys listen to the show, go on our Facebook. Tell us what one superpower you would have and why. Yeah, that's what I want. I want to see hits on that. That's that's what I, I want to know. What other powers people pick? And if anybody and gets on there with some kind of heroics, uh, there's going to be a showdown. <laughs> we at least think alike, though. Because what's know, our supervillain group pick, will be uh, called? What will our supervillain group be called? I don't know, man. The Deceivers. The Deceivers. Okay, that's good because we all are yeah. criminals <laughs> that mostly are trying to tr- doing our robberies uh, by not lethal force, really, just by tricking you. True, true. Imagine how many murders we could get away with. Well, why would we need to, though? Because every time I would do murders, too. You remember the movie? I Hollow would do murders. Man, right? Do you remember the? <laughs> The Kevin Bacon movie Hollow Man. Yeah, he like does that woman's blouse. That's probably more what I would do with my powers. <laughs> I would be like the invisible guy, like you know, undoing this woman's. Oh so he'd be like the Invisible Man in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen, like the comic, not the movie. There yeah. was a huge difference between those two things, as far as the character of the Invisible Man was com- concerned. It would be like Mystique. I like how there's like a silence. It's just the silence because right now I'm horrified. But by the, uh, I can never ask Rebecca Romaine Stamos out now because you said that. Yep. It seems like you maybe you would put a lot of thought into your powers. Oh yeah, I've been thinking about this my whole life because I never thought about it until just now when I was wearing the No, dude, I've been thinking about this, this for a long time, dude. I've actually had the same conversation a million times, probably. I would definitely do murders. I would sit and watch the news, right? And every time I saw something I didn't like happen, murdered. So let me ask you this then, because you're obviously leaning towards a super villain. So if you could pick any super villain in the comic, oh, definitely world, be an anti-hero. Okay, but if you could pick a super villain to be your partner from the comic, oh, world, to be my who partner, would, who would you pick? Because think of your power. Think about compliments so my could, power. That's what I'm saying. You could balance stuff off there, you know. 
See, I'm, I don't, I'm, I have no answer for that question. It's like what, what, what complements your power? You know? I know who I'll pick to be my pa- my my partner, Maestro. Like the Hulk, mm-hmm. future version of the Hulk, the evil future Hulk. Okay, so you would, so you because have... what a distraction that would be. They'll never know about me. And plus, it gives you nobody that, can beat him, and that gives you that super strength and everything. But you know, he probably would kill the whole world off, and then like that would be bored as shit. So never mind, forget about him. I don't want him. <laughs> I'll take. Uh, I don't know. I've had to maybe think about that some more. Hmm. Yeah. We can redress this. I'm think about some later. some other some some, some villains. Yeah, maybe we'll bring that down or back down in the, in the future. Oh, I know. I'll get Poison Ivy. So she can just... Once again, why? She'll just grow she me will. weed. <laughs> she doesn't even have to do anything. I got to yeah, cover. No, no, I thought you meant she would at least destroy that. No, she grows my weed and she has she guards my fortress. That's all. Okay. She doesn't even come with me on the job unless it's a big job. All right. I don't know. I would have to think about it. I don't have Yeah, to. we'll have to come back to this on another episode. But yeah, good question. Good question. Definitely a geek question. Yeah. Well thought out. So. Let's, uh, let's, let's go ahead and jump into the picks of the week. Okay. <laughs> we don't have to. We just, no, let's do it. All right. You, you go ahead and start, man. Mine is uh, Chew issue 48. This puts you after this issue. We're down to like 11 issues that you left. It ends at issue 60. Um so it's countdown. It's getting crazy. The whole comic's been crazy. If you've never read it, you should read it. It's one that I've been loving for, however, the last three or four years, however long. I guess like four And Chew is about a guy who puts stuff in his mouth? Oh, yeah. He, uh, this whole comic, in a sense, involves around everyone having some form of power or some ability that involves food or putting okay. stuff in your mouth. Uh, in this issue, for instance, you meet... This like kind of this army of people, and like I said, it's issue forty-eight. You know, they're close to the end. You, they're still introducing these random people. Uh, you met this entire army that can do stuff out of uh, jello and gelatin. Like they can mold like this armor and put it on. You know, when it's like a legit uh, armor. And uh, <laughs> Hang on, wait there's minute. people that can read people's thoughts. Like anyone in the world that has ate jello, you, this guy can read your thoughts. Like <laughs> it's just a really crazy comment. And and I know you're you're probably like this sounds this, like the stupidest thing in the world. No, actually, <laughs> uh, this book is so crazy and so humorous. And there's actually a like a big storyline this big, but there's so much like chaotic stuff that happens every issue that I'm like, man, this book is great. I just have to say, I don't see how jello armor is going to be very fucking. Effective. Does it turn into like real armor? Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean it turns into you know they can mold it and then it just turns and then into it turns metal. into yeah. like hard. Okay, all right, all right, that's different then. <laughs> I mean it's not like yeah. Armor. I was like what? The? It's all jiggling all over the <laughs> I mean, body. You know, there's all sorts of uh, you know there's all these people with all sorts of powers and abilities. Is Bill Cosby in this issue? Bill Cosby has not been in this issue. Uh, there's a somebody uh, is a Minotaur that it, the kind of the cover gives that away. Do, hang on, does anyone have pudding powers? Because if anyone should... It'd be Bill Cosby. It'd be Bill Cosby. Now, I don't think anybody has pudding powers, but I mean, you know, there's a... Uh, Is there any old male rapists in the comic book? Because that could also be Bill Cosby. No. No room for Bill Cosby in this book, huh? I don't... Nah, You know, everyone's favorite, uh, you know, uh, character is a chicken that the U.S., you know, because, like, chicken is outlawed to the, the, uh, the aviation flu. So you have to go to a black market and buy chicken. It turns out it's a big cover-up. You mean the avian flu? 
what I say? The <laughs> He's an aviation. Yeah, aviation yeah, sorry. You get, from, <laughs> you get it from airliners and from jets. Airliners. But, uh, <laughs> so watch out for it. There's this super agent chicken that's like a kind of half robot that has... You know, he's like the most elusive so, thing so in the world. So wait a minute, there's, there's a robot chicken in this comic book. I, just, I want to be clear about that. Yeah, I mean, he, yeah. You'll just have to read it. Man. I'm going to have to read this one. I've, 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 I've always heard I've it's good. In, I've been intrigued by it has been, the entire time, but it was just You like, know what I'm saying, and it's with there's so much stuff like Showtime talked for years. I mean, there, there was literally no joke, like two years. Showtime had the rights to this. And they end up dropping it now. I've heard it's going to be an animated series, and I've heard that uh, what is his name that plays Glenn in The Walking Dead? He's apparently going to voice Tony Chu. He's a big fan of it. He's doing everything he can to get this stuff to see the light Steven, of the day. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How but uh, anyway, Glenn. you know, Glenn. I feel comfortable that if you're into kind of like really, I mean, there's a solid story, but you know, if you're into kind of just crazy kind of humorous stuff that's out there, but is a solid story. You should go pick up, you know, the first trade. I guarantee you, you'll enjoy it. So, all right, I will. Yeah, I will. Uh, like I said, I've, I've kind of skirted around checking that book out for a while. It was just every time I picked an issue up off the shelf, I had no effing clue what was going on. You know, so I was just like, ah, perhaps I will wait. So, yeah, Steve, what's your pick? Uh, my pick of the week this week. Uh, I almost, I will say real quick first. Um, it was a it was a hard choice, obviously, because so many good books come out every week. Um, I wanted to, I really, I kind of wanted to pick Convergence Swamp Thing. I kind of wanted to pick Postal, but I I'm decided to pick uh, The Empty by Jimmy 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 Robinson. Um, uh, the Empty, in case you don't know, this is a book only in its third issue. It's different, that's for sure. It's got a different art style. The way how. It's written the way how the the speech balloons or whatever you want to call it is done in this comic is different. Um, unique. It's unique. Uh, and basically, this comic is about, without giving any spoilers, is about this girl who shows up in this other world, basically. Or perhaps maybe somewhere on the other side of the planet. It's not really clear if she's like from another dimension, from another planet, from the same planet. But she shows up basically in a faraway land that she's not used to. And when she gets there, she has powers that she didn't have before. She was just a farmer back on her home world. But suddenly she has powers. She can make like plants grow and she can like heal the earth and all this stuff. And uh, so they go on a journey to figure out why the world is just basically nothing and rotting away. It's, the book's called The Empty. And there's some pretty cool stuff that starts happening in this book. Once I got to the end of the third issue, I I think I'm sold on the book now. Like, uh, something really cool happens. I don't want to spoil it, though. So check out The Empty if you haven't got a chance. I would definitely, now that it's at a point where you can, I would definitely recommend picking up the first three issues, giving it a read, seeing what you think. And that's my pick of the week with Uncle Steve Garnett. And it, and it is an, in, uh, an image... Title and it seems like regardless of even what the book is, you know, if you wait till like seems like some kind of image book, it's ten issues in. Those ones, those those are always hard to find. Those first few, and they're always expensive. Just yeah. it's just I don't know. I mean, low print runs. Yeah, low, well, low print runs, and they're they're cranking out some pretty good quality books yeah. too. You they know, are it's like the, the the art's always always pretty nice. You know, it's good the good quality stock on the book. You know, as, as far as use like production of the book, the production values are good. So, you know, 
I think, and I think that a, right now a lot of people are trying out a lot of stuff too. So yeah, even with the low print runs, there's more people out there buying them. So, all right, my pick of the week was actually Convergence Swamp Thing. It was good. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed it. Actually, so far out of all the Convergence miniseries that are running, this has been my favorite read out of all of them. Uh, it's it's very cool because you know it deals with Swamp Thing. Uh, the, and the particular version of Swamp Thing we're talking about is immediately after he finds out that he was never a human. Yeah, that he was just a plant. I yeah. didn't. So I haven't read much Swamp Thing, and I didn't know really much about right. that. So I was reading it, and it, when it said that, I was like, oh, is this what it's about? This is awesome. Yeah. This would be cool to like, yeah, be so, reading and find this and out. I, and I thought it was interesting that the, the story actually starts out before the city is taken. So there's no Yeah, one of the few know. convergence books yeah. to start so out it, that way. It kind of shows what you know that basically they they you know the city gets nabbed away at a certain point there and then a, you know a year goes by. But I like how the whole time he's just like barely surviving yeah, cuz yeah, uh, that's cool. But because Abigail Arcane is bringing him fertilizer and you know yeah. by the end of it when the announcement finally happens yeah. he's like <laughs> Yeah, he's just kind of a mound. <laughs> On the ground, but but you know, I mean, it's 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 a great read, and I thought it was really cool that that they chose to start it from before the city. You know, that version of Gotham was taken to yeah. to tell us, which I or, thought was cool. Yeah, I thought you know it was just that was very very cool. Um, and going, you know, talking about convergence, I've actually got one of my one of my honorable mentions this week is uh, Batman and the Outsiders. I liked that one too. Actually, that one was, that one was really cool because it, uh, uh, actually, I read three or four books this week. It was the uh, uh, I read the Justice uh, Justice League of America. That one's good too. Yeah. I thought it, it, it dealt a lot with characters that you know when when the dome goes up and they lose their power, some of them couldn't do anything. Like you know, the like, one the cyborg guy that yeah. just instantly was in a coma, basically. Right, right. and wait till you read the Suicide Squad one. Mm. Uh, but but yeah, uh, you know, then you look at. Uh, on the on the flip side of that, in Batman and the Outsiders, it talks about Metamorpho, uh, the Element Man. Yeah, and like you know, his his year has been fantastic. Oh yeah, because he could touch his yeah, girl and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, he could touch his girlfriend, and you know, he could, he turned back into a human. Yeah, and, but you know, everybody else's life was hell. Yeah, you know, Geo Force was cut off from his powers, and you know, one of the one of the other and characters. and the, that kind of aspect has actually honestly been my favorite part of this whole convergence yeah. series is seeing how it affects different people. Right. You know, and how what happened? Did you read the Convergence Flash? I did not read that one. It was pretty good too. I'll check that one out. I actually uh, enjoyed that one. And the you know in the in Justice League where they talked about Martian Manhunter too. You know? Oh yeah. Uh, being he was trapped in trapped in his human form. Yeah, and, and he didn't complain about it. Though. He didn't complain about it, but somebody was uh, you know somebody said, "Can you imagine being trapped in the form of a gerbil for a year?" Yeah, because you know? that's what it was like for him. For him, yeah. But, but he still didn't never said anything about it. But, but did you did you read the convergence? I, I you know I did, I should have mentioned this earlier, but another one that I actually considered doing pick of the week was the convergence hawk man. Did you read that no, one? No, I want to pick that one up. That one is really good, actually. I want to pick that one up. And I will say, to get everyone excited about it, it does contain one of the best museum lectures of all time. Really? So you just got to check it out. Okay. <laughs> so, okay, yeah, my uh, my, my honorable mention was Bat- the Bat- Convergence Batman the Outsiders, number one, which came out this week. And my other uh, honorable mention was Divinity, number three. Which, Which I didn't is, get. Is a valuable, but I love that book so far. Yeah, uh, it goes a whole lot more into the history of what happened with the the guy Abraham, 
you know, when he gets to the end of the end of his journey at the edge of the galaxy, and there were, uh, you know, there's there was a lot of stuff went down there, but then there's the that that you know the uh, the thing that happened with uh, the what is the name of the team, Aaron Unity. Yeah, the the you know Valiant's main super team, like their version of the Avengers. Valiant's team, Justice the, League. Yeah, Valiant's Justice League. Uh, you know, showed up there at the end of at the end of the last issue, which was a for me actually was a surprise. I wasn't expecting right. that. And, I was but, like, whoa! And, and, how it was, <laughs> and how that just immediately resolved. Well, that didn't resolve the way we the way it looked like it resolved to us. Cool. So they go a whole lot more into that in this, but but yeah, awesome. man, this is a great book. And I was just talking with Remington Riddle at Mountain Empire. Does he like it? Uh, I don't know if he reads it, but that's what I was saying. Is like, uh, what? What? I think one of the coolest things about this book is like, I don't read Valiant books. I don't, I don't either, I don't know dude. What the hell's going on? But I still love this book. This book, yeah, is me so too. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, same here. I will say, I this. wasn't even under the impression when I started reading it that it takes place like in this big Valiant universe. I was uh, reading it as like this standalone story. So when those guys showed up, I was like mind blown. Valiant, you, you know, like the their new titles. It's the Valiant Next. Which I think is like a next generation. Yeah. yeah. Everything's been solid. The Valiant was solid. Bloodshot Reborn solid. Divinity solid. Uh, the Avar Time Walker. Mm-hmm. Everyone is Raven. So it's like I think they've they figured out a formula. It may just be the teams of riders they have on stuff now. Good well, because they're bringing it all. You know, I'm saying a lot bigger, right? You know, some pretty big names are at their stuff, and it's agreed. Yeah. Everything I mean, seems to be almost gold that they're putting out. Yeah. So. I mean, it was it was it was a stroke of brilliance. You know, this guy buys all those all these rights to these characters that nobody's using. And then basically just starts contacting every great writer in the business right now, going, "Please help me, please write this book," you know. And you know these guys grew up on some of the original Valiant characters, so yeah, some of them are like, "Oh yeah, absolutely, it's on, let's go," you know. That's awesome, and it shows in their books. Yeah, right? I mean, this is the first time in what years that they've had to do second printings on a few things like yeah. Divinity and the Valiant. Right, this is the first time in. That's awesome. Years. Yeah, absolutely. It's almost Valiant. Since we're speaking... It is. ah, Since we're speaking of the Valiant, uh, we had mentioned that they had some chunk of money a few issues ago. We thought they were just going to do one movie, but it turns out there's going to be three movies. And one of them is not about cocaine dealers. One of them is not about cocaine dealers. Uh, (laughs) What were they, Jimmy? Bloodshot? It's Bloodshot. uh, Mutagen X. (laughs) No, that's a different one. Oh. Uh, but it's Bloodshot, Harbinger, and Harbinger then another movie War. called Harbinger War. Uh, I'm assuming that the Harbinger movie will set up Harbinger War. Now, uh, keep in mind, these are optioned right. to be films. The, the, we, they may never see the light of day, but hopefully they do. Yeah, hopefully so. Uh, uh, I, I, the best chance, I feel like, is for the Bloodshot. bloodshot. Yeah. But hey, you never know. Yeah. He's got a very cool power set. He's a little bit of a, you know, a little bit more of an anti-hero than a hero. I think it. He looks I exactly think, like Michael Jackson. I think me. he will actually port to film very well. Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. so. It'd be like a cool action movie. I yeah. bet you know. Yeah. But they do uh, it and, right. And, you know, I mean, if even if the series, you know, even if the films are never made, it's at least thrown a little more light on these books, yeah. and you know, people are looking at them a little bit more than they were before, and. You know they've they've been doing a little bit of struggling at value, but hopefully that's over now because I I think that they're they're turning out good product. That's all I care about. You know. Uh, what else we got to talk about? Let's talk about Robert Downey Jr. Okay. All right. 
Earlier, ladies today. love them. Yes, they ladies do. love them. Come on. <laughs> You're going to shapeshift him into him at some point, are you? If I had to, I would. <laughs> to save the so, world, right? Apparently, earlier this week, he was uh, he was uh, recording an interview, a, pro- a promo interview for for Age of Ultron, Avengers: Age of Ultron. And the guy who was interviewing him, whose name I do not have in front of me right now, oh, it's a stupid douche. Yeah. Because I watched a few other interviews. Uh, his name was Jean-Pierre Ladouche. Yeah, that was something his name. like that. Uh, his inter- yeah, he, he, he's interviewing uh, Robert Downey. And, you know, first five or six questions in the interview, typical questions that you would get when you're promoting, you know, when it's a promotional interview for a movie. And then it turns into questions about his quote-unquote dark past, uh, referencing his history of alcohol and drug abuse and jail time and it was it was bullshit like it had nothing to do with anything no one cares the man does not hide this past whatsoever and and I give credit where credit's due Robert Downey Jr. tried to get the man back on track he's like I'm you know he even said he's like look I'm not going to back wheel on you know statements that I made seven eight nine ten years ago because I don't even know what what frame of mind I was in at the time because no one does you know Right. You know, no one keeps track of. Well, when I was talking about that, this is what I meant, and then it, then it turned into, you know, are you liberal? And just it was, who cares? You know, I like how Robert so, Downey Jr. was like, "Fuck this!" Yeah, eventually, I mean, the guy just kept going and kept going, and finally he just goes, "Bye," and got up and walked out. That's what I would have did. Yeah, I, I, it wouldn't have taken that long. Have you ever seen the, the interview that uh, that same reporter does with Quentin Tarantino? No. And Quentin Tarantino's, Quentin Tarantino's all like, because he's asking about violence in films, and Quentin Tarantino gets pissed, and he's like, he's like, listen, I've answered the, I've been answering this question for twenty years now. I'm not answering it again. If you want to know the answer, get on the internet and look it up, because you can see where I've said the answer to this question. Right. And he's like, I'm shutting your butt down. Like he goes off on him. It's like good. good for him. That guy's a dude. I know, right? God, that guy sucks at interviewing. But anyway, we, we, yeah, I would have did that Denny if Jr. I was Come old, on our show. We'll Jay talk Jr. to you about. We'll we'll talk to Robert Downey Jr. about Avengers. Yeah, Jr. Robert Downey Jr. You come on our show. We we'll keep it Avengers only questions. That's right. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> Somehow that actually happens. And that would be the awesomest thing that ever happened. That'd be the best thing that ever happened to our show, probably. And probably but still no one, no one would still listen. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> still nobody would listen. <laughs> like, well, damn. We got him though. We got him. So anyway, let's that's, do a, that's what ta- that's what happened, and I think that he was right. Let's put off. a poster out that, that lies and just says next week on the show Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, I just wanted to talk about that because I've, I've been seeing people making you know making statements about it. it's like oh what a douche he just walked off. No, you know what he did the right thing I think because exactly. the alternative was punching the guy in the face, and then everybody would have been like Robert Downey Jr.'s out of control. Blah, blah, blah. He must be on the drugs again. Do you know, if you're going to punch somebody in the face because they're pissing you off that bad, get up and walk away in a situation That's like right. that. Because you, you could see he was getting pissed off. His chest, he was breathing. He was, it was like... If you well, go back and watch know, the video, I, I he was getting like he annoyed, irritated. Uh, yeah, I feel like he had a publicist there off camera, too, because he kept looking off camera. And yeah, being like, are you serious? And uh, eventually even that person was just like, cut it. Just Dude, the best it. part about it is if you ever if you watch that video again, the guy who's the camera guy, after Robert Downey get in, gets up and leaves, the guy who's the camera guy looks over at the interviewer and he's like, <laughs> like you fucking like, dumbass. Look, you ran another person off. <laughs> like seriously, dude. God, I'm going to a different station. Like I hate my job. 
Alright, so next Cheesecake. Let's 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 get to the cheesecake talk. Cheesecake. Oh never mind. That's not what that says. I Mark Miller it's... character. Oh you wanna talk about that? Yeah. Well that's I uh, yeah. Spe- right. Speaking of Age of Ultron, which uh, premiered, uh, I guess it was uh, April 24th, I'm guessing, premiered over in London. Uh, Mark Miller, who, uh, you know, I love, um, went, of course, to the premiere, and he went on his Facebook, and I don't know who it is, I didn't want to know who it is, uh, came out and said it was great seeing a character that he created in Age of Ultron, and he is referring to uh, the Ultimates, I don't know you know, what character. I don't know if it's uh, male or female. I don't, I don't know anything about the character. I didn't read any further because I really don't want anything spoiled. But, uh, yeah, I yeah, that's how I, that's how I viewed it. But I, although between now and, and yeah, us I, going to see it next weekend, I'm going to maybe reread, you know, at least volume Because I don't know if I could, you know, I probably couldn't watch that movie and pick out like, oh my God, there's, there's the character. You know, I, I don't right. know if I could, I probably couldn't pick him out. But obviously he can. It's his, you know, it's, it's, it's well, yeah. his character. Um, but, you know, that's pretty cool that they're throwing all these little characters into a film like this. Yeah. Yeah, and the, I mean, the Ultimates, when he wrote those books, were, I mean, they were fantastic. It was, it was a much more realistic take on the Avengers, you know, that they, they went back and kind of updated some of the old stories and stuff like that. But you A know, lot of I mean, beans. A lot of, a lot of beans. And the, but there, there have been several things from his series that he wrote, you know, that have showed up in some of the movies, like the scene in the Hulk movie where uh, Bruce Banner steps out of the helicopter. That's, par- uh, I mean, it's it's kind of going back to a scene in, in in the in the end of Ultimates Volume One where they actually throw Bruce Banner out of a helicopter because aliens are invading Earth and they need the Hulk. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm 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 really excited about this movie, man. I cannot wait to see it. So, so uh, while while we're talking about this, let's let's kind of segue into this weekend, uh, this Friday night, the first uh, Avengers open uh, Avengers opens. Uh, apparently, there's some discussion that there may be showings occurring Day on before. the 30th, maybe. Check, check with your local theater on that. Check Don't with your local word. theater for real, guys. <laughs> We're not playing. So, the following day, May the second, is Free Comic Book Day. Uh, this is an event that happens the first week, the the first Saturday of May every year. Go down to your local comic book store. They will have a selection of comics for you to choose from. Some some stores are giving away two books. Some some stores are giving away three books. There are stores that if you come in in, in costume, they give you extra books. Uh, I don't know if any of our local stores are doing any of that, but, uh, but you know, at Mountain Empire, I think you get a selection of three just for walking in the door. Yeah, the Dwayne's is normally a selection of three. Yeah. I heard that the, the Mountain Empire in Bristol are, like, shutting the street down for yep. it. Sixth Street. They're shutting down Sixth Street and having a block party. Uh, so, so they'll, you know, if you live in, if you live in Bristol, be aware that Sixth Street will be closed. On I might Saturday. drive up there at the, towards the end of my runs and just to check it out. Yeah, I th- well, I mean, you know, we, we've talked about this. It's like let's let's go Saturday and hit hit you know hit hit the different stores, G2K, Mountain Empire, and yeah, I want to Atomic and Dwayne's. Down. I, I I guarantee I'll have to work, so I'll be really late to the parties. You never know. I may end up having to work too if I get that new job. Well, maybe so, but. Um, but yeah, check out your check out your comic book store this weekend if you're if you're interested in comics and you know the uh, 
there, you know, a lot of these guys are combining this stuff with big sales and like Mountain Empire's having an open parking lot sale. So, mm-hmm. you know, if you have stuff that you want to sell, you can go set up in the parking lot at Mountain Empire and sell your stuff out of the bed of your truck or whatever. Nice. Um, and then the day after that, May the 3rd. May the 3rd. His giant size man things goes to the movies. That's right. Age of Ultron edition. <laughs> it's a Sunday showing at 2.20 p.m. Sunday, 2.20 p.m. Carmike Theater, Jump City, Tennessee. Be there. Or be square. We'll be there. Yeah, yeah we'll be there. Come see a movie with us. If you don't come, that's cool. We just want to give everyone the opportunity... Right now... To not have to go see it by yourself if that's their situation. That's right. Right now, I'm planning on joining you guys, but my dad has to have surgery on Friday, so if something happens with that, I will, I will give someone my ticket. Worst case scenario, Some we see the movie and you don't. That's right. <laughs> um. Okay, so now for the the hot topic of the week. Let's get to that. Oh, good the th- the thing that the it, the, the it pretty much broke my internet. <laughs> We're talking about the first photos. Yeah, the Joker. The Joker. Jared Leto is the Joker. Jared Leto is the Joker. What do you guys think? Let's talk about this. Um, I'll say the tattoos didn't bother me, except the one on the forehead. That was that was the big thing I noticed. Uh, the next thing. Was uh, the teeth? Not too big on the teeth. And then the more I looked at the picture, I realized that there's obviously he has some tattoos around his abs that was cut off in the picture. You can see the top. And then I wondered why the hell does he have a a, a latex glove on his right hand and the left one doesn't? So I studied and I was like, there's a lot of questions here. But then I thought I was like, you know, he's not going to be shirtless for this entire movie. There's no way in hell he'll be shirtless for the entire movie. And then the next day. They released a picture from set that showed him with uh, white face paint on, and you don't even see any facial tattoos. I, could, I, so I couldn't so, find that picture. I wanted to see it, but I couldn't find it. Anyway, I'll find it, and I will put it on their Facebook. But, yeah. Uh, how did you think about it, Jimmy? Uh, I don't hate it. I'm not really excited about it. I, I, you know, like I, like I said when I, posted, when I posted it on the Facebook after it hit, um, Everything that's being said negative about it right now is pretty much the same kind of crap that was said when about Heath Ledger when Heath Ledger was cast. So you know, I'd, I'm I'm willing to give this a shot. I'm, uh, I'm overlooking the tattoos. We'd be willing to give it a dead shot. Well, I'm sure someone will. <laughs> but you know, I, I, I'm overlooking the tattoos. I'm overlooking the, the you know the stuff that I yeah nice. Hard to say anything by that yeah. photo. Uh, though. I'm, uh, the uh, the biggest thing that I'm overlooking is why is the Joker even in Suicide Squad? But I heard a rumor of that about that Oops. that he's actually not in the squad, but he's just a prison in the in prison while the, while the movie takes place. Okay, uh, I also had a I've got a theory about that too. It's like okay, the Suicide Squad's made up of villains, but there has to be a villain for this story. Maybe he like, is. The they villain. have to be. There has to be somebody that they're going after, and who would? I mean, who else would you send after the Joker? Assuming that Batman didn't go after him anyway. Well, he's busy fighting Superman. Yeah, right. You know, I mean, and, and you know, especially if you look at look back at some of the old stories, you know, like um, the original Death in the Family when the Joker has somehow become the 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 Secretary of you know the Secretary of Defense for some tiny little nation out in the desert. You know, what what storyline are they going with on this? So I'm, I'm curious to see if the Joker. 
turns out to be actually the villain. The villain of the story. And that would get there that would that would just as easily I mean, right there's a perfect reason to put Harley Quinn on the team. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh well, well we've got her. Let's you know. Interesting. Um for me, um when I first saw this Joker picture, I fucking hated it. I was pissed off. The first thing that happened is I looked at this guy and I was like, this looks like a person who I fucking hate in real life. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, this looks like the asshole I see walking down the street and he punches his wife in the face. And I'm like, God, what is wrong with our society? Right. And then, and, and then the more I thought about it, the more I was like, you know, if the Joker was a real criminal in our world, he probably would actually fucking look like this guy. You know what I mean? With all the fucking tattoos, being in prison over and over and over and over. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I somebody brought up the argument, I've, I've seen the b- argument brought up actually multiple times that the reason for the teeth is probably because Batman punched them out of his face. That could very well be. That actually yeah, would make sense to I me. Couldn't, I, couldn't, uh, I couldn't count the number of times where, you know, there's been a Joker versus Batman fight or a Joker versus anybody fight, really, where I've seen teeth go flying. Yeah, so I mean, like, that kind of brings a level of realism to the violence that these yeah. criminals and heroes are experiencing and faced with almost on a daily basis, it yeah. seems like, in their world. But, it, I don't know, I, I, I could buy this Joker. I could buy it, if it is done right. Like, if it, it all depends on his delivery of this perform of the character, you know what I mean? Well, like, if he know, nails it, it's probably going to be cool. If the whole tone of the movie is kind of cheesy, I don't know. You know, it right. just depends on how it, it depends on so many factors. They, you, nobody really can know until we see the film. True, and you know, I mean, if uh, I give credit where credit's due on the actor there too, you know, Jared Leto is he is uh, he's made his career turning in performances that nobody was expected to be anywhere near as good as they were. Yeah, you know, you never know. Like this could be the uh, Joker that defines. Like, Maybe the, this Joker could be so good. This is what the Joker becomes for a long while. Right, you never yeah. know. I will say that you know you're talking about the tone of a film. I, I think I've mentioned this to you. Uh, it's written screenplay wise and directed by David Ayers. Yeah, he's did Training Day. He did uh, Fury. What is the End of Watch? Harsh Times. He makes really gritty films. So, I mean, I don't well, see... I, I, kinda, I, mean, I wouldn't I'm see this for. coming out in his style being, like, a really cheesy... Like, well, I don't want no Batman forever. <laughs> like, it would shock me... Holy you know, metal floors, Batman! Given his, like, you know, his, <laughs> his, his, his history of films, it would shock me if this was a PG-13 film. It would shock me. I mean, it may I be... I hope it's not, I mean... Yeah. But I mean, I mean it's a given, fucking suicide yeah. squad. They're, they're being forced to fight crime with bombs in their brains, pretty much. Yeah. Like, this should be rated R. On the concept alone. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I'm intrigued by the fact that they keep adding, they keep adding actors, but they're not saying who, what yeah. roles they're playing. So now, now there's rumors that we've got somebody playing Black Mana, who is, you know, Aquaman's arch nemesis. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, previous to watching some Justice League cartoons, I thought that character was a joke. But the Justice League cartoons made that character a badass. You know, he's he's awesome. Yeah, he's in the Suicide Squad now. I think in the comics, new Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely, definitely a cool character. Amanda Waller is gonna be blowing up some heads. Yeah. You know that one of these guys is some, gonna die. Someone is going at least. To, someone's going to someone's going to try to run away, and she's going to be like, click boom. Yeah, because wonder who it does. will be. 
Who will Amanda Waller off first? All, all I want to see is I really hope that they put the the whole thing with King Shark and Yo Yo in this movie. Uh, this villain King Shark was uh, when when they restarted the New Fifty Two. He was kind of the the hired muscle uh, for the team. Like he's this big hulking shark mutant guy, and just like randomly in one of the episodes, there was this dude. On, there was this you know kind of cut rate villain on the team Yo Yo. He he has like these. Mr. Fantastic Plastic Man type powers and King Shark just ate him. Really? Yeah. Just ate him. And then like ten or twelve episodes or ten or twelve issues later, like like somebody's somebody's walking by and, and like they hear something like, What was that? And he's like, Nothing, go ahead. They come to find out Yo Yo's still alive. He's just inside King Shark. He's like, Help, get me out of here. Oh my god, what the <laughs> hell? That's crazy. That's funny. Uh, what else we got? Uh, Arkham Knight. We got Arkham Knight. We also got Frank Miller. Yeah. We haven't discussed Frank Miller coming back to do. Let's talk about that Frank Miller, and I'll get to Arkham Knight. He said this would be a third and final uh, Dark Knight, part of his Dark Knight, which is now going to be a trilogy. It's going to come out in the fall. It's going to be eight issues released bi-monthly. Frank Miller's been away for a little while. I think right as far as his writing, I can't think of anything Frank Miller's done in a while. Um, some people have mixed feelings. I'm one of those people. Jimmy's one of those. He thinks the second one uh, was a piece of crap. <laughs> uh, Pretty fucking bad. I haven't read it. But you know he's Don't. had you know he's Skip had that one. He's had thirty. First years. one's worth a read though. The first oh, one's yeah. great. The first one. The first one is. Frank Miller's magnum opus, and I think that's why the second one was bad. I don't think he wanted to write the second one, but they just threw money at him, an untold amount of money, and gave him complete creative control and a, and, a, and a, you know a guaranteed release print run. Okay. And now he's had what twenty five years to sit there and. Oh no, it's not been that long since Dark Knight Two. I don't know when Dark Knight Two came out, but um, uh, Tuesday. You got it. <laughs> but uh, he's had anyway. He's had years. To, I guess ponder this idea and get something written, and but my only hope for this is that the, that it makes the end of the Dark Knight Two uh, make sense, which I'm doubting. I don't see how that could be retconned viably. <laughs> but but anyway, yeah, um, that you know I'll give it a shot because it is Frank Miller and he has written great stories in the past. I just didn't like Dark Knight 2, and I don't know how that can be fixed. I'm not really sure about how. I'm not really sure about. Uh, it's already going to strike against it when the when the uh, the subtitle of the story uh, or the subtitle for the series is the Master Race. Yeah, really. This is about Nazis. Well, I mean, that's basically what he was suggesting the the U.S. government was in in from the very beginning in the Dark Knight books. Was that it was? It had turned into a fascist. America had turned into a fascist state, right. and Superman was their muscle. Makes sense, though. That is what's happening. Anyway, um, on the issue of the topic of Batman, it's a little ways off still. But <clears throat> for you gamers out there, um, the, the new, the, the what is supposed to be the conclusion of the Arkham Batman games is uh, the final one is supposed to be, is supposed to be the final one. It just comes out June twenty third. I'm pretty pumped up about it. I've, I've got a I bought a PS four just so I can play it when it comes out. 
Um, it looks pretty awesome. It's the first in the series to be ready to own. That's right. It's the first in the series you can drive the Batmobile. That's right. Um, Who knows what kind of playable characters we're going right. to get out of this? We already, for sure, we already have Robin, Robin, Nightwing, Night, Catwoman. Nightwing, Catwoman. Uh, I'm going to be surprised if there's going to be more. They're probably going to go all out with this with downloadable content and stuff oh, yeah. like that. Um, probably going to be so many different bat suits you can wear. Yeah. You get a, the if you if you pre-order through GameStop, you get the Red Hood content. That's cool. Um, and I uh, it, now for collectors out there, there is a limited edition Batman PS4 that's going to be released with a bundle with the game. Um, that also comes out June 23rd. That's the one that I got. <laughs> so I don't have the PS4 in my possession yet. But now I'm going to open it and play it. But I will go ahead and tell you right now, just as a little tip, you buy this thing and you leave it sealed, which seems like crazy to do, to buy a PS4 and leave it sealed and not use it. This thing, you'll be able to, you're going to be able to sell it for bank later. Later on. Just hold on oh, yeah, to it for like the, 10 the years. Yeah, the collector's edition consoles have, have been amazingly valuable. Especially if they're sealed. Yeah. But yeah, so that's just a little tip there. Also, if you're interested, uh, there is a uh, replica of the Batarang being released on the same day that's from the awesome. game. I think I'm going to try to pick one up. But yeah, I'm pretty pumped about that game. I'm playing. I'm just now finally playing Arkham City. Yeah. And I'm, I'm really... I enjoy it. Uh, <laughs> I've been playing through it with the Batman, the animated series costumes unlocked for Batman and Catwoman. It's pretty awesome. That's cool. But, uh, yeah, Arkham Knight, boys. Uh, I'm, I'm kind of excited about that because of, the, because of the mystery character, you know, who is the Arkham Knight. Because there's, you know, the say it's... I hope it's Azrael. Absolutely, because I think that that would be an awesome way to bring that character back to DC a little bit. Like has, been, has he been confirmed, too? I don't I'm know. I'm pretty sure he's been confirmed. Um, but I, I, uh, I'm, I'm hoping that that's the case because, you know, and I... It will kind of make sense because with the uh, with the sh- the converted shadow of the bat, one of the I mean one of the predominant characters in that story is the Nightfall Batman, which is it's Azrael who replaced Batman after his back was broken uh, in this battle armor with flamethrowers and ninja star shooters and all kinds of stuff. You know, uh, he was a he was a much more violent version of Batman. Yeah, definitely, dude. I mean, you know, I got about a violent character being replaced by an even more violent character. Dude, when I first started to read Batman comics, which unfortunately I haven't read much lately, when I was a kid and started reading Batman, that was just so happened to be where, when I jumped on, was right when Bane put Batman out of commission and then Azrael came about. Yeah. And so I was reading that as a kid, like this is insane. Well, you know, I mean that that was the that was the cool thing about the character they wrote this character in. It's like he, he can take Batman because you know Batman's trained from the time he was 10, 11, 12 years old. Whenever his parents died, you know, all the way up, up into adulthood. Versus Azrael, with him, he was trained without even being aware that he was being trained like these these guys would they, they would take him and hypnotize him and train him under hypnotism from the time he could walk you know that's crazy uh, and it's you know he was a he was a completely unknown assassin uh, that that was running around in the, in the DC universe uh, they introduced uh, they introduced the character in uh, uh, the Batman sword of Azrael miniseries uh, which that was actually his father. Who dies early in that miniseries, and then so this guy John Paul Valley takes over, you know, right? 
but but he was he was the replacement Batman uh, up until you know there there came a point where Nightwing was like no yeah you you're going too far I'm I'm gonna take it and there was a huge fight there so the battle for the cows he really did take it too far <laughs> oh yeah. But, yeah, I think it would be cool to see him come back, especially in a video game. It would be a cool way to revitalize the character because, you know, obviously why. Yeah. Um, What else we got? Is that it? All new X-Men number 40. I guess we ought to talk about that for a minute. We don't have to. I don't actually think that it's worth talking about. Uh, uh, Well, we've mentioned it, so I guess now now we have to talk about it. (laughs) Pretty much, let's just, I'll just give you the lowdown. X-Men number 40 came out. Um, the old, the the all-new X-Men, which consists of a team of X-Men that were brought into the future from the past, the original lineup. Uh, pretty much, uh, Jean Grey reads Iceman's mind and outs him out as being gay. And uh, that's, that's pretty much it. Big, yeah. no, not a really a big deal. Some people are pissed about it. Some people think it's awesome. Some people say it doesn't make sense. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah, because it's just it's an alternate timeline version of the character. Uh, but but yes, you're right. People are there are people out there. I heard about some reverend who was preaching and saying that the, the uh, it was indoctrinating our children to, to homosexuality. It's like no, it's really not because we don't indoctrinate in the United States. <laughs> Okay, here's what's stupid about that. <laughs> you, when you are, when you're a child, right, by the time you are three years old, this is a fact, by the time you are three years old, you know what your gender is. You know if you're a man. You know if you're a woman. Like, it's there's something about that you your gender identity comes is pretty much formed by the time you're three. Like if you're going to be a really feminine male, it probably shows when you're three years old. Uh, the three year old kids aren't reading X Men comics. This comic book is rated teen. Once again, yes, there's a rating system. You're what teenager do you know that? Not that, okay, now listen to me seriously now here and carefully. Not saying that being gay is bad or anything like that, of course. But what teenager do you know that's straight is going to read a comic book and then be like, oh my god, I should be gay? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I've never understood that rationale. So, like, it's an, an irrational fear. I, I, yeah. Irrational, yes. A, a it's the same, word. the yeah. same people saying this is the same people that think. You know, you like back in the nineties. You listen to Manson, you're gonna shoot. Some oh yes, yeah, the same old song and dance. It's the exact same stuff. There has to be somebody. Except for this time, they're saying that something's gonna happen to you that's actually yeah. something nobody should have a problem with, yeah. <laughs> rather than well, shooting up a school. I'm just saying, there's always gonna be something somebody can find to pick at. Yeah, they have to have their little second. Now, somebody okay. told me that. Congratulations, Iceman! I'm glad you're gay. Just I'm going to congratulate you the the way I would congratulate any other of my, my friends that you know decided to come out of the closet, even though he was outed. But that you know doesn't matter. You don't screw Jean Grey for doing that. It's not yeah. cool. That is not cool, Jean Grey. But yeah, I, I I just I don't I don't see that that this is even something that should. Why did it even make the media? 
Why did we even talk about it? Because you wrote it on the board. <laughs> I just thought it, we may talk about it in case people didn't, wasn't aware of it, you know? Yeah. Well, and I expect it to not. I mean, even if they become aware of it because of our broadcast, I don't expect them to be like, what the hell? Iceman is gay. Who cares? He actually read it. He he says that he thinks he's bisexual, you know? Oh, oh really? Yeah. Uh, all right, so then he's not. If you, if you actually actually read it, you know, he, he thinks that he's That, that matters exactly the same amount as well, I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm mean? just saying the people <laughs> praising hell, like that preacher, you know, he didn't, but, you know, probably the preacher thinks you're bisexual, you're probably bad or whatever, but. Well, I mean, what, the one that, the, the what really amused me about that was, you know, there was a there was a sermon being preached about that before the book hit stands. So, oh, know. that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, it's just I don't, I don't, I don't care. You know, the as a as of Secret Wars. Who knows how many versions of the X Men are going to be running around? And okay, one of the X Men is gay. Somebody told me that. In the past, the certain characters have came out as gay, and then they changed it back to where they weren't gay anymore. They've done that, yeah. Now that's what's fucked up, honestly, because that—that is, there's, there you don't just you don't just flip flop back and forth between straight being straight and gay. That is what's offensive, honestly. <laughs> well, I mean, t- technically, that's not gay. That's bisexuality. Yeah, but if they're writing it to where, yeah, they're like. Straight, get straight up gay, not bisexual. Now straight. Well, and I wouldn't the, count the way, that as bisexual. I don't know the way the, the way that the comic book industry has been dealing with that lately has been bullshit anyway. Because I mean, it's it's basically it's it's a hot button topic and it gets them trending in media. Yeah, you know, it's like oh, let's make Alan Scott the original Green Lantern gay on, in the Earth Two book when they when you know when they started Earth Two uh, after the New Fifty Two reboot. Yeah. You know, that was an issue for two or three issues, and then they just never refer to it again. Like, it's not even discussed or featured or a factor in the story. So, you know, why, why, you know, why, why does it, why is it necessary that it be a hot button? Just, they're not real people. They don't have sexualities. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, some people just do. I know. And, you know, I mean, I have favorite characters, but, you know, if they were decided tomorrow that one one version of the Ghost Rider or the other turns out to be gay. I don't care. That's my favorite superhero. I'm still going to read the book. Yeah, me too. I don't care about their sexual orientation. Well, Like in a comic book, a, a, a romance between a man and a man or a romance between a man and a woman or a romance between a woman and a woman can be just as interesting and it all just depends on how it's written. It's about the writing, really. Yeah. If something offends you, don't fucking read it then. Right. Let everyone else be able to enjoy it. It's, it's, I don't know, I view it the same way as I view the the discussion about over-sexualization of the character. Don't write the character as a woman. Don't write the character as a gay person. Just write a character. Yeah. That's all about Kelly Suda comics stuff. Yeah. She just writes the characters. But anyway, uh... Guess that's all about it, right? Yeah. All right, guys. Don't forget to come to Giant Size Man Things goes to the movies. Age of Ultron edition. Age Sunday, of Ultron Tuesday edition. Morning, there's a Facebook event. We'll post and post and post. Yeah, I'll share it a bunch before. Oh, yeah. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. All right. Y'all have a good night now, you hear? <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>